This is the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast with your host, Big Bad Boris. Welcome to the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast. My name is Big Bad Boris, so we have a special, special guest, a recurring guest, but uh, recurring for a reason this week. Uh, the 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 owner, the portrayer, the the victim of the Infinity Gauntlet, Mr. Michael Richard Blaze. MRB, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know me. Just like doing my thing, living life, pushing like usual. Am I your first three-time guest? Uh, you're past three times now. You gotta be. I think this might be four. Because I think you've been on twice by yourself and then once with Ravenous Randy. I only did the one time by myself because really? you, like didn't end up doing the second time by myself. Oh. Regardless. Uh, Either way, it's three or four. I'm the first of one of them. Well, th- there you go. That you okay. can you put that on your trophy case. I'm going to. <laughs> All right. Now let's talk about uh, what everybody is talking about, and that is uh, the upcoming Infinity Gauntlet. And my first question, and I've been thinking about this all week, because uh, you've done a lot of of media and a lot of press. Are you sick of talking about it? Um, like you just want to get going. Honestly, like a little bit, kind of, but at the same time, I'm not really sick of talking about it. Only because the more I talk about it and the more I can get it out there, everything. Honestly, the more money we raise for the salary, and like that sounds very, it sounds very much like I'm trying to be like just this good doer or whatever. But that's literally how I feel about it. Like usually, I get sick of talking about myself in certain things and I get worried they're like, ah, everybody's already heard this already. But in this case, it's like the proof's kind of in the pudding and like how much we've actually managed to raise already and like the fact that we've had to keep raising the goal and that it's not that far away from getting $10,000 now, Yeah, which is something that like I never even dreamed that we get close to that amount to the salary. So I'm completely happy with talking about it if it means getting closer to that new goal and just raising as much as we can. Now, we're pretty good friends, and I like to think that I know you pretty well. Uh, Has all this media been tough for you? Because I know you're not a big fan of talking about yourself, and you're not just a big fan uh, of talking in general, unless, like, you can cut a promo like nobody's business on video or, or in the ring, but if you have to be you, I know sometimes you're a little bit uncomfortable. Has it been hard for you to do all this extra media? I think, like, the easy answer is no, actually. And I think because of what I just said, too, like, it's just been, it's for a good reason. So it's given me something that I felt worth talking about. And to be honest, in a way, it's just, like, good practice for me, honestly. Like, if I had to pull it back and everything and go with how just generally life and, like, what I try to do, it's been really good practice because... I'd like to be able to be doing media like that one day in a situation where I'm forced to do it more often, but it hasn't been as hard as other times, literally because it's been for a good reason. And so I have the motivation to talk about it. (laughs) If that makes sense. I don't feel like I'm just talking about myself. I feel like I'm talking about this whole thing and everybody and more than anything, the cause that we're doing it for. So that's made it a little bit easier. And I also, I really try 
I've done my best to try to talk about every aspect of it because I, like you said like I appreciate that you know that about me it kind of makes me feel like it's cool that other people see that a little bit mm -hmm. I don't like talking about myself all the time so it'd be nice that I'd be able to make a point of like I'm doing this with my friends I'm doing this with all these people like this is we not just me it just happens to be that it's centered around me but it's we so that's hope You've made a really, really big point of saying that, and I think that's really cool. Very generous of you. Well, thank you. I appreciate um, it. How has this might I try to word this in a way that makes sense? You've done a lot of interviews with the quote unquote wrestling media, and then you've mm -hmm. done some interviews with like legitimate like news media here in the city of Edmonton. How is that different? Like, do you do you I don't know what I'm trying to ask you. Like wrestling media is going to ask you a bit different questions than like a more traditional news media outlet is. Um, I think weirdly it's been very similar actually. Really? Because I think it's, yeah. And I think, I think it's because it's such an out there idea. And I think, so I've said in a bunch of things, but the reason I ended up, in my head going with eight hours for this one um and when i say for this one don't get any crazy ideas in your head <laughs> if there's going to be any more than this just yet we'll see how everything goes we had a but, chat about this uh you and i in our little text <laughs> chat we had a chat about this yesterday and we had a good laugh but anyway continue yeah i think so the reason i came up with this eight hour thing for this one and i've said is the whole everybody's worked an eight-hour full-time workday at some point in their life mm -hmm. so they can kind of resonate with it and I think that's made it where it's a little more it kind of gets the same reaction from both sides that's fair yeah where both sides go so yeah so like the people that are like not really wrestling media they're like oh this is just like crazy because it's wrestling and you're doing it for eight hours so they don't really know what goes into the wrestling part of it, but they know that it's crazy in eight hours and they just think like, oh my God, this guy's doing this. This looks so hard for eight hours. The wrestling media, they know what goes into wrestling. Mm -hmm. But so once they hear eight hours, they're like, whoa, you're doing that for eight <laughs> hours? That I have my regular work day for eight hours and you're doing that for eight hours? So I think just that part makes it very similar on both ends, actually. So let's talk a little bit about this idea and kind of where it came from, because correct me if I'm wrong, but this is something that I feel like you've been talking about for maybe the last couple of years. Uh, I think the first time I pitched an idea similar to this to anybody was actually like, I want to say 10 or 11 years ago. Because like, yeah, I know you and I have talked about something like this for, for or you've mentioned it to me a long time ago. Yeah, I think the first time, honestly, I think the first time I ever, ever, ever pitched something similar to this to anybody was at one point we were going to try to do something similar to this. It was going to be an eight-person tag out of the Century Casino for PWA, and it was going to be the same idea of a really long match for charity and it just never it never ended up materializing so i think we it, it, sorry to cut you off it would always kind of come around yeah. sometimes in the winter when uh that world's longest hockey game would always make the news that's kind of when we would talk about it a little bit if memory serves me yeah that was actually 
I guess to be honest with you, that might be where like I first came up with the idea. I'm not really a hockey guy, so but I when you say that, it honestly rings a bell. And I think I think I remember seeing that world's longest hockey game thing for the first time, and then I decided to look up the world's longest wrestling match, and the one that I found at the time was 14 hours and it was an eight person tag oh really so that's why i wanted yeah so that's why i wanted to try to beat that one who did that but that was uh, literally people that are uh, like i feel bad saying this but kind of like unknown it was just like some random indie guys in ohio at some fair okay and the thing with that one if i remember completely right because it was so long ago that i saw this the one rule that they had was that there had to be two people in the ring at all times. So okay. you could have like two people, like one from each side in the ring, but the other three from each team could have like gone and took a nap. Okay. I see. So that's part of why, like, I feel like this one's a little different for me at least because I'm trying to be in there for that whole eight hours other than like my couple little pee breaks. And so, I noticed too that yeah, you're that's... you're uh, accounting for like water breaks and entrances and stuff. So that's actually like legit shoot in ring eight hours. So you're not cutting any corners here either. Yeah, I'm very like stupid. Yes. Been... <laughs> yeah, obviously. You I know, know I love you. Come on now. Like <laughs> it's fair, but like you even know when I did that first ever like that Iron Man match with Brandon, the first one that I ever did. Everybody was saying stuff like, oh, it's okay if, like, you gimmick the time a little bit. Like, if you guys hit that finish, that lariat at the end at 55 minutes, that's okay. Like, just get, like, close to an hour and hit the right finish you guys wanted. I was adamant about we're going to hit the time. It has to be 60 minutes and just trust me that I will hit the time and hit the finish when it has to hit. Because I... I've just always been weird like that where I don't like, I don't like any questions, mm-hmm. I guess, about that sort of thing. So if I'm going to try to do it, I'm going to actually give it the full try. And I remember you training for that, uh, that Ironman match with Brandon. I think we may have been working out together at the time. I can't remember. Um, and you, you always train like a madman and you trained extra hard for that. What has your training looked like for this? Have you kind of upped it or kind of maybe modified it just so you don't burn yourself out and get ready to go what what's your your training situation been like i think the big difference between this one and back then is this time i have the training school so Mm, okay back then yeah back then we were doing like i was wrestling a fair bit and i was wrestling like hard but it was mostly the two three shows a month kind of thing and we didn't have a training school so I had no choice but to do this really crazy hard workout and cardio regimen just because I felt like, uh, like I'm, I felt good and confident in my in-ring work and I felt like I had the conditioning and everything to have really good 20 to 30 minute matches. Mm-hmm. I felt confident in that, but I was like, I have to ramp it up to get that in-ring conditioning for an hour. In this case, I'm lucky in the sense of like we go to our training school and depending on the week, it's anywhere between four to six days a week. And I'm, unless I'm injured, I'm not the type that's going to 
to sit off on the side and not do anything with anybody. If I'm asking them to do 500 squats, I'm going to do 500 squats with them. If I'm asking them to run the ropes for five minutes and do all these weird rolls and changes and stuff during that, I'm going to do it with them. If we're chain wrestling, I'm going to chain wrestle with everybody for a half hour. So I haven't had to really change out my training too much just because of having that this whole time. It's kind of helped me stay ready. I have added, um, I try to do anywhere between an hour to two hours of just the elliptical at home or go for a run every day now just to ramp it up a little bit. But other than that, I haven't really changed much this time. What about the the best cardio for wrestling, brother? (laughs) Yeah, I've been down to the clandestine a few times, and every time I've been down there, you've definitely right been in the ring, right in the middle of the mix. Uh, what about diet and what you're eating? Has that changed at all? Because you're always been very Um, disciplined with your diet as well, like you're just a machine of craziness. I think, if anything, I've been kind of I've been eating like healthy still as best as I can, but I've been trying to be like a little bit more relaxed recently to be honest with you on it only because i think i kind of need like maybe the extra bagel every day to have some (laughs) stored up energy because i'm fully expecting that i'm going to go into this thing and i'm going to take some of those like marathon runner gel packs i'm going to have a couple bagels on the side just if i need something to chew on for some quick energy Mm -hmm. but other than that like i'm fully expecting to probably burn like ten thousand calories and lose a lot of water weight in one shot so I'm almost kind of trying to store up a little bit of glycogen and energy going into it, to be honest with you. So it's been it's been kind of nice in that sense that I've been a little bit more relaxed than usual. Have you got any time booked off work after this? Are you taking like Monday or Tuesday off or is it back to the grind on Monday? Um, So this time I was pretty like, at first I was going to just deal with it and see what I could pull off. But this time I was like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to Live. go and like, yeah like anybody that knows me knows like what I do in my non-wrestling life is like I do an office job Mm -hmm. which I'm lucky with and it's like easy on the body but I honestly don't know if after this I'm going to be able to sit in a chair for eight hours Mm -hmm. and do that and maybe not even physically like I might be totally fine physically in fact I think I'm going to be totally fine physically because I think my body's just made for this thankfully but I might be just so damn tired that sitting in a chair, I'm going to pass out instantly. So I was smart this time. And I was like, uh, I'll take the Friday before and the Monday. Okay. Yeah. So I have a day to just like relax and like let my brain just do its thing. And just literally just prepare myself mentally for it by relaxing every part of me. And then I have a day after the weekend, like Sunday is Sunday. I don't have training that day. We decided to have it off this week after this <laughs> insanity on Saturday. And then Monday is just another day to like let my body and my brain relax. I will be having training on Monday though. That doesn't change. <laughs> of course you will. Uh, we talked about that uh, Ironman match uh, with Brandon. And again, I got to dig that up and post that because it's really good. Uh, what, how different yeah, is your... Get, you got to get the whole best of seven up there. Yes. I, I, I just got to find the hard drive. again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. We talked about uh, uh, your body. How much different is your body now compared to then? I know you've put on a bit of size and a bit of muscle. How like how much heavier do you think you are now compared to back then? Or is that a stupid question? Um. So compared to back then, just because I was I what twenty thirteen, we said. 
Yeah, that was 2013. So, so, yeah, 10 years. 10 years ago. So, in general, compared to back then, because I have to break it up into two different things, because it's very different than what my, like, general baseline was. So now I'm probably about, I sit at like regularly nowadays, I sit around like 200 pounds. So like to put that in perspective, in 2019, I was like, generally my baseline was like 185. So I put on like in the last four years, some pretty good size and luckily a good portion of its muscle. I'm not going to pretend every part of its muscle, but a good portion of its muscle Mm -hmm. compared to that match though if you want to compare that match because i trained so damn hard for that one i was 165 pounds and oh that wow one. okay yeah it was the lightest i've ever been in my entire life like since i started wrestling it was the lightest i've ever been so if you go back like now that you hear that and like if you watch it you can actually like see my like pink and black tights that i'm wearing at the time in it they're kind of actually like hanging off me and they're a little like loose compared to how they usually were just mm-hmm. because I'm so much lighter than when I got them. Because when I, my general baseline for so many years was anywhere between 180 to 190 pounds. So I'm a little bit heavier than my baseline. I'm way heavier than that match. Yeah. Uh, how much so of like, this, sorry, continue. I don't think it's like, honestly, that biggest thing just because I've kept wrestling and doing Somehow I've been able to do the exact same style the entire time. So it's almost like my body's just adapted to it anyway. So, yeah. Now, how much of this is mental? Because when I popped by clandestine the other day, I asked you if you were nervous. And you were like, don't ask me that. Because when you ask me if I'm nervous, it makes me nervous. How much of this is, is a mental game for you? I think it's probably... So I've said this on a couple of the regular like media interviews too. I think that's the thing that's harder and bigger than any of the physical training, actually. And I think, in a way, it's a cool thing for me that I can show. So, A, the people that I, like, train, my friends that come to me for advice and anything like that, I feel like this is a direct, you can see it unfold example of the one thing I always tell them. And that's the, to me, this is more of a mental game than it is a physical game. And I also think it's a cool thing. And I just really thought about this the other day, especially doing this for kids. It's one of those things where you can show that, like, if you put your mind to it, if you mentally want to do something bad enough, you will make it happen and you will be able to pull it off. So I think, if anything, mentally, that's been the hardest part and is going to be the hardest part because like you said i told you if i think about it too hard yeah i'm gonna talk myself out of it and when i'm in there if i think about how much everything is hurting or how tired i am that's when it's gonna get hard so it's gonna be it's literally gonna be mind over matter (laughs) and that's why my first question was if you were tired of talking about it because that you know that just makes it go over your head all that much more uh yeah that makes sense honestly maybe i think actually talking about it and always reminding myself that like oh i'm doing it with my friends all these people that i really trust and that i want to do this with like i want this is something that's going to go down in like memory books like as weird as that sounds 
Oh, absolutely. Like this is yeah, I feel like this is something people will actually like remember. And I get to say that I did that alongside this entire list of people who are literally unfortunately there's some of my friends and stuff that like can't be here or, like they just aren't part of wrestling anymore that aren't on the list yeah we're gonna but talk about that a little bit later after your first song here i'm gonna we're gonna go to that cool but like that list that's there is like a lot of people that i've grown up with or that i have a like strong personal connection with and i just i get to have them on this list of stuff so that helps me get through it and then talk so i get reminded of it when i talk about it and then again the whole point of the whole thing the fundraiser for the scholarly so talking about it actually reminds me to not think about it as weird as that sounds it reminds me of all the reasons for like oh this is why i need to get through this this is why it's worth doing yeah, and I think, like I said, I think I kind of know you fairly well, and I, I'm pretty confident because I know what's going to happen is as soon as you get in that ring, just just MRB wrestler mode is going to kick in, and you're just going to go forward because I think that's just kind of how you how you operate. That's kind of what I'm like. Honestly, that's kind of what I'm banking on in my own mind is that it's just going to feel just like that, where it's like no matter how hard this is feeling, I'm in the wrestling ring and I'm just going to do my thing. Parts that I'm maybe most scared of are actually my breaks. Because that might be when I'm like, oh, I go to the bathroom to take a piss or something. Yeah, and I guess when you stop, minutes, it's it's hard to start up again. Maybe just don't stop. <laughs> honestly, I've like thought about it because I'm like, maybe if I go to the bathroom and I piss, and then all of a sudden that's when in my head I'm like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> and I just want to go to sleep in the bathroom yeah, or yeah. something. All right, we're going to uh, uh, run to your first track here. You sent me late picks for music, but that's okay. Uh, the first track you picked is uh, One More Light by Linkin Park. Tell me about this track and why you picked it. Okay, so you just said that like I sent the picks very late, and it's honestly because I've just been... It's the last all this thing that's on your mind. I, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, like putting all this together and then also still doing my own stuff with like my other own stuff with regular shows and everything my mind and regular life too my mind's just being so like jumbled recently so i just didn't have time to actually sit there and think of songs because you told me you so like just, to actually pick songs with meaning which i appreciate yeah so i was like i was driving home and this song popped onto my spotify and i was like this is the song and i should have known this right away um so it's unfortunate that for anybody that's a Lincoln Park fan, they know that like Chester, he's gone now mm -hmm. and the reason why. But this song is very much a song that's anti-suicide and like very, it helps. It's kind of, if you listen to it, literally the main lyric of it is, who cares if one more light goes out while well, I do? So like it's talking about like everybody matters and everything matters. And to me, it's a very, I don't even think of it as what it actually is about, which is like suicide and depression. I literally think of it as a song of just like care about everybody and everybody matters. And that's what this whole thing's about. That's what the mantra 
at our school is all about. That's literally how I try to go into wrestling in general and situations with the people that are close to me is just support everybody. Everybody, everybody matters. Like nobody's better than anybody. And so once I once it popped on my Spotify, I was like, oh, this is the song for this podcast in particular for sure. Right on. All right. So this is uh, MRB's first track. This is One More Light. This is Lincoln Park on the Punk and Father Drivers podcast. Should have stayed were the signs I ignored. Can I help you not to hurt anymore? We saw brilliance when the world was asleep. There are things that we can have but can't keep. If they say, who cares if one more light goes out in the sky of a million stars It flickers, flickers Who cares when someone's time runs out If a moment is all we are Or quicker, quicker Who cares if one more light goes out Well, I do
Park. One more light. The first pick from Michael Richard Blaze. Uh, we are covering. Am I the last media stop on the Infinity Gauntlet tour, or do you got anything else after this? You were almost the last media stop, but I just while we were at training tonight, I like just booked in for an interview with TSN twelve sixty. Oh, Friday. okay. Yeah. Right on. Kurt Sorokin hooked that up for me. So oh, that Kurt Sorokin. I haven't actually seen Kurt face to face in since the Saddle Dome, which was what a year, just over a year ago. So it'll be nice to see him. Anyway, yeah. that's exactly what I want to kind of lead into is let's go through the list of all the people who were involved in this because, like you said, like this is this is like it's about you and what you're doing and what you're doing it for. But there's also a lot of people. So let's go through the list uh, of, of talent of referees and all that. Let's talk a little bit about each one of those guys. You have Ooh. the list because I can't fucking remember everybody. <laughs> uh... Sorry, Jeff, I put you on the spot there. I just hope that this Zoom doesn't turn off when I find the list. Give me one second. You still got me? I'm with you. Perfect. Okay. Where do we want to start from? Uh, let's start with referees, because there are some interesting okay. referees for sure. So the first referee that like, I'll list is Michael Fitzpatrick. Now, what which... could we possibly say more about the Fitz? Just a fantastic dude and an amazing ref. Yeah, like it literally goes without saying, he's been the referee for the entire time that I've been in pro wrestling, which is crazy to think of. Mm -hmm. And he's one of the people that's literally been there from pretty close to day one of me in wrestling. He was yeah. there since day one of me in PWA. So, mm -hmm. and he's been like a very good friend to me for a lot of years. So uh, he like had to be there. And I'm really happy that he's a part of it. And I'm sure he didn't think uh, twice about saying yes either. No, he literally said whatever I need. Like the first thing he said was whatever you need. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Love so, that. Um, the next one is Ben Omen. See, I didn't meet Ben until LPW. And I like Ben a lot. Ben's a good guy and also a really good ref. Yeah, I haven't. I guess I've known Ben for a while now, but like when I first really started to know him was like 2019 and he just, he's always been a really cool guy and he cares about wrestling a yeah. lot and he's a very good referee and he always, he's always been somebody that's been super respectful and just like caring, I guess is the only way I can put it to everything. Mm -hmm. So he, Oh, and like you said, like great referee. So I had to ask him and again, same thing. That's the thing about everybody on this list. Either they came to me after this was announced or when I first asked them and said exactly what it was, every single person without hesitation said, of course, I'm in. So Ben, Ben's the next ref you got. <laughs> okay. Um. Who else do we go for rest here? Kurt Sorokin. Okay, we're going to go right to Kurt Sorokin. Um, Kurt literally goes without saying. He's the PWA promoter, which means he gave me so many of the big moments in my wrestling career. Yeah, for sure. And the ring at our training school is the PWA ring. Mm -hmm. And Kurt's just... It's so hard to actually, like give Kurt the credit he actually deserves without 
going into so many stories and everything, but he's yeah. been a really good friend. And I tell people this all the time. Now, in hindsight, when everything's the way it is right now and whatnot, Kurt cared about the wrestlers and the people that were part of PWA more than we ever really realized at the time, I think. I think that's accurate for sure. Yeah, because I think he like he kept running through a lot of hard times literally just because he wanted to make sure people he really cared about had a place to do their thing. And he tried and, to get everybody on every show the best he could. Yeah, so like obviously Kurt had to be involved and I'm really happy that he said that he wanted to be involved. And yeah, refing Kurt, Kurt as a ref is going to be a weird one, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Um, and then we got Spencer. Who Spencer's Spencer... just crazy. He's crazy in the best kind of way. Yeah, exactly. Like, And he's the current promoter of like love wrestling, obviously. And he's kind of in the same vein as Kurt now. He's giving a lot of people that are involved in this a place to do our thing now. Mm-hmm. And he's helping get everybody's names out there a lot because love pro wrestling is doing all of the all of that internet media all of the let's get everybody out there let's make sure everybody gets seen kind of stuff and spencer's just been super supportive from the very beginning of when he started coming around especially of me like i know for a fact i was his first interview and he okay. always puts that over and so he says like i supported him a lot but like i don't think people ever really gave him the credit that he deserved for how much like he was supporting a lot of us too. Literally if just it, by if it wasn't for Spencer media. right now, I wouldn't have a job in pro wrestling. And yeah. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, so like that's a really big thing. And so that makes me really happy that he's involved in it. Um we'll see what his wrestling skills are going to be like because I don't think he's ever done it. But <laughs> again, I'm um, glad I, have, I got the best seat in the house for this man. <laughs> And then the next one that I will toss out for the rest is Stuart Garvey, who in his own right is a very good referee. And then also he's one of my like original, very bare bones, like first ever didn't do anything before me trainees. Mm -hmm. So just having that is a big thing for me and having him involved in it makes me really happy. And I kind of wish he was able to wrestle in it, but he had gone through a little couple issues with his knee and everything yeah. and he's just getting back from it so this is kind of his return to refing even so yeah working nice him in there working closely with Stu over the past couple of lpw shows i i quite enjoy him he's also another guy very very passionate about the business and really cares a lot and i really enjoyed uh calling the shows with him yeah i'm i, I love the kid i can't like i can't say anything bad about him so i'm happy he's there and then the next two that we currently have slated for refing would be Ian Mercer, who is the Barricade son. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Okay, cool. I like him a lot. Yeah, and um, Mike Carroll, who is the music tech guy for the Love Pro Wrestling show. Mm-hmm. This is going to be, he, he has no experience, correct? He has no experience. I don't think Baby Barricade has any actual roughing experience either, but they're two of the people that came directly to me and asked if they could be involved. Now, are you going to take advantage of this and bend the rules a little bit while they're in there? Exploit their um, weaknesses? 
we'll see how I'm feeling and how tired <laughs> and how much I'm desperate for wins by the end of it. <laughs> uh, excellent. Good answer. And then uh, the last, but definitely not least referee, because he had to get switched over from being a wrestler, is Colton Kelly. Yeah, he was originally supposed to compete, but he suffered an injury as well. So, Yeah, he's got like an ankle injury right now, which will be pretty close to healed up by then, but not complete enough to wrestle. Rap match, because it was just important to have him involved in the match to me because he's one of years and years and years and years ago before I was ever even actually truly training people. He's one of those guys that kind of like gravitated towards me. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll tell you, I kind of like took him under my wing a little bit and helped him out a lot when he first began. And he's always really been respectful of that. And he's just like, he's one of my kids basically. Yeah. I've known Colton that, since he was very, very, very young and I've always liked him. And I remember when he first came into PWA from Forest pro, his first program, he did three or four matches with you. And I think that you really helped him feel comfortable. And I think those matches were really good. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, so like he was one of the ones that I wanted to ask to wrestle for sure too. And then obviously the whole situation happened, but then he came to me afterwards and he asked like, can I still be involved? And so that's where him wrestling came into play. Awesome. And then. All right, let's cruise through the, the, the wrestling talent pool here. This is where it gets interesting. Yeah, this is a lot. So (laughs) the first one on the list, First, definitely not least, big deal to me for obvious reasons is Stephen Crow. What a story. What a story this kid is. He's really, like, just the fact that he refed, I thought was ludicrous, and then became a wrestler, became a good wrestler, and he's found this persona. Like, just what a story uh, of of where he came from. It's mind-boggling, and how over he is, it just pops me every month. I love it. Yeah, and, like, when it comes right down to it, there that's all the wrestling stuff of it, but he's my baby brother. Oh, he's family, absolutely. Yeah, and, like, wrestling, as messed up as it sounds, all that stuff you just listed brought us so much closer together than we were. Mm-hmm. Like, we weren't very close growing up, and, like, even when I first... I moved to Edmonton pretty early in his life, realistically like i moved to edmonton when he was only 10 years old mm-hmm. or i guess he was a little older but regardless i moved to edmonton when he was like still a teenager and so just the fact that wrestling brought us together like it has and not only that he's my very 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 first like from complete scratch trainee mm-hmm. so he was a no-brainer he had to be involved Absolutely. Um, number two is Taryn from Accounting. Clandestine which, Society member. Yeah, so like her and my brother on the outside to the public, they're the main clandestine society members. These were factions together, the whole public. Even though, as we'll go through this list, I consider pretty much everybody on this list is a member mm-hmm. in some way. They're all part of the training thing. They're all part of my like close-knit group. So, but they're the like core and Taryn's one of, especially over the last few years, like since probably since the beginning of the pandemic, for sure. 
maybe even before that, like she quickly became one of my very good and like close friends. And again, she's not completely from scratch, but very close to from scratch, one of my trainees. Mm -hmm. So I would even count her as like my second complete from scratch trainee. And so obviously she had to be involved and I'm just so proud of everything she does. And I'm really happy that she's part of it too. Um, the next one that I'm going to toss on the list is Zoe Steger. These, she's another one who's making waves, and I think the future in I can see her being the next one to be signed somewhere. She's making waves, and, and to see where she's come from when she first started, uh, and like that first PWA show to where she is now, just amazing progress. Yeah, so like, I, I tell her this all the time. I tell a lot of people this all the time. For her, the biggest thing is the mental aspect, and mm-hmm. she's better than she gives herself credit for. And everything you said is completely true. And the big thing with Zoe is when I first met her, she was like a ridiculously timid, shy girl. See, that's what I thought, too. I'm like, there's no way this girl's going to make it. But she's tough as hell, man. Yeah, and like when I first started with training people and everything she was one of the very first ones there that was there every single day and she just wanted to get better and better and she's still like that she does not miss a single day and she works she works her ass off so much and it shows obviously in her work and everything and she's been so so helpful and like so cool and just a good friend to myself and everybody involved so she was obviously a no-brainer. Like I tell, I make little jokes to people. That, like she's kind of like my little, like my little sister in wrestling, or like mm-hmm. my child in a way. Which, like, literally, is kind of it. And like she's grown so much and everything. So having her involved in this is really cool. Obviously, um, my next one is probably going to be Bayrat Garani. I will list. I love Bayrat. Great guy. Infectious smile. Yeah, I love Bayrod. His positivity literally radiates everywhere. And he gives off just his attitude and that smile that you say gives off the exact vibe of this entire group where it's just, we're there for everybody. We want to make everybody feel better, be better, be cool, and just a nice, positive environment. So having Bayrod involved is obviously a no-brainer. But that the thing is too is is when he's doing his thing in the ring, that smile comes across very cocky, and it works really well for that persona. And his heel work since he kind of changed his gimmick into the son of Kosovo, I've really been a fan of. I agree. Great gear too. Um, anyway, continue. <laughs> I bring up. Oh, I agree. Um, the next one that I have to bring up is probably Sheik Shabazz. Oh my God! Ooh. One of my favorite people on the fucking planet. For reasons yeah. that I that I, I can't say because I don't want to blow his gimmick, but he literally he really is just a great dude, and he makes me laugh and he makes me smile. Uh, sounds like I got a crush on him. That's funny, but no, uh, just great guy. Love him. Yeah, like she's been one of my like. Yeah, you guys people. have been tight for years and years and years. Yeah, he's been one of my favorite people and like one of my closest friends for at least a decade now. Mm-hmm. And, like, even when we don't talk for a little while or whatever, for some reason, just because life gets busy, it's like we pick right up 
where we left off as soon as we see each other again or as soon as we start talking again. And he's one of those guys where if I needed anything, I know he would be there for me and vice versa. I could vouch for that, man. Yeah, and, like, when – so just, like, an easy thing to say is the very first time I flew out of the country and went to a seminar or anything and tried branching out of here, he came with me. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, we did it together, and, like, we flew together. We spent a week together in a hotel. We worked our asses off in front of Dr. Tom, and we shared all that together. And we did a lot of things like that. But, yeah, like, he had to be involved because he probably, on this list, outside of my brother, my real-life baby brother, he's probably the person that I've known and been the closest with for the very longest. Yeah, like obviously for sure. Kurt and Pat, I've known. Obviously yourself, I've known. But like Nazar, I've been very close with for yeah. a very long time. Absolutely. Um. Next up, let's go with. I'll say Jack Pride. Jack Pride is another guy that I didn't really meet until because I always talk about my PWA bubble. But once he came into PWA, I met him, and 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 you were actually right because I asked you about him and you vouched for him that he was a good guy and he was really good. And you are absolutely right, great guy, very talented. And he's even in the in the time since he came into PWA to now, he's improved a lot. He really focuses a lot on character, and I'm a big Jack Pride fan. Yeah, so Pride like. I first met him just doing those random little CWC shows and Red mm-hmm. Deer and Sylvan Lake in like 2016. Mm-hmm. And instantly I saw him and I was like, oh, this guy's different than like, not to sound like this, not to be like, I hate when I sound like I'm negative about anybody. No, different is not bad. Yeah, like he just had something different compared to everybody else there. And I was like, oh, this guy's got, like, he's really got, like, something already. And, like, I think everybody has some sort of potential, but, like, he was, like, instantly I saw it. And then he was always super cool and respectful and asked a lot of questions and wanted to get better and wanted to be involved in other things. And I didn't really get a chance to, like, wrestle him or anything. And then all of a sudden, he, funny enough, he, like, called me out without any of my knowledge, it was almost like a shoot call out on a show. And it was one of these weird, like just Alberta things, but in Alberta kind of like blew up and was like, Oh, is there heat between these guys or whatever? And so then we actually had a match and he just, he trusted me and we did our thing. And ever since then, it's just been like, I feel like there's mutual respect and like kind of bond where I recognize that like he has all this crazy potential and he's got like a lot of really good skills in his own right. And he recognizes that maybe I'm a little more experienced. I can help him out a little bit. And we're like good peers together. Yeah. And, and he gets been, like it. a good friend. Yeah. And he's been like a good friend and he's just like a good dude, like you said. So I really wanted him involved. And I was happy. Yeah. And he just moved here. So I'm hoping that maybe I can hang out with him a bit more socially just because I think he's a good guy. Nobody wants to hang yeah. out with me because I'm old, uh, MRV. No one wants to hang out with Boris because he's an old man. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> um, Mars the Specialist and Reed Matthews, who I'm going to group together because outside of Stephen Crow, who's my brother, um, obviously, so that's why he's like totally fine with this. Those two, though, they're driving up from Calgary for this. Awesome. Yeah, and like when I first asked them about it, it was just because like they drive up from Calgary 
most weekends out of the month just to like train and just to get better and just to do their thing and work with everybody that's involved in this. And they're just, it's weird to say this because I can say this about literally everybody on the list and I'm going to, but they're just really good dudes, mm-hmm. and like really good people. And I love being around them. When you watch their short Kings videos, you know how good they are. Um, and just like, you can tell, you can get the vibe that they're like good people. I've so said this had to be I've said this what? about Reed a thousand times and I'll say it again. He bumped for me at the saddle bow when he had no business doing that. So he has a free pass with me for life. Yeah, so like they had to be involved and I don't know if this is ever gonna end up going anywhere, but I've said it for like the longest time. Like I said it on some other things, so I'm gonna say it on here and hopefully he actually hears it. Because I don't think I've ever said this to him. I should have. I feel like Reed is ridiculously underrated. Mm-hmm. And you will probably vouch for me on this one because I remember you were part of the conversations. And I feel weird saying this because it sounds like I'm trying to put myself over, get something out there. But this was a legitimate feeling in 2019 when that Canadian tryout happened. A lot of people thought that I might not be around here much longer. Yes, absolutely and true. People ask me if you are gone, who replaces you? Like, who does all these things that you do? The help that I do behind the scenes and stuff, and like trying to help other people, and just like who can step up? Do you think can step up to that level on the shows and stuff too? And almost without hesitation, I was like, I think Reed Matthews is probably the next guy. I absolutely remember us having this conversation. Definitely. Yeah, just because he has that personality, and I like, I still think that to this day. So, Great guy. Yeah. And Mars is just the the right bit of weird, and like I mean, and I'm in a complimentary way, and like the, the and the ideas he comes up with the promos and stuff, awesome, awesome stuff, and he kills it in the I, ring too. Yeah, I agree, and I think everything I just said about Reed can apply to Mars. The only difference is Mars is still very young. Mm-hmm. People don't realize he's only been wrestling for two years now yeah so and he's like literally young he's like he's 22 yeah great future just got like a few more years um the next one oh my god this list is wild speed it up i gotta go to bed (laughs) i know me too bro (laughs) uh the next one i'm gonna toss on here is jared rogers Jared Rogers, I quite like him. He seems like a very nice, respectful dude, and I've been really, really impressed with uh, with the, the matches he's had. And uh, I think that reflects highly on you as well. And I have to think you got to be pretty proud of him too. I, I cannot like I literally cannot tell you how proud I am of Jared because he's so I've got like a lot of people on here that I've trained and stuff, and like I said, like Steven and Taryn, I trained from scratch and stuff like that. But Jared is the first, like, official 100% clandestine wrestling society school trainee. And he literally just started with us in October. And originally, I wasn't planning to put him on, like, even these Thursday shows as early as we have. But he consistently comes every single day and works his ass off and listens to everything and fixes everything. And he just gets better and better and better and better. And... The crazy thing about him is he's a guy that 
he was going to PWA shows when he was eight years old. What? Yeah, he literally knows all of us. Holy he, shit, dude. <laughs> I feel old and now. I, yeah, and like I remember him. I literally remember him. He was one of probably like my biggest fans. He bought all of my t-shirts. <laughs> Buy my promo pictures. I remember signing pictures for him. So like that's such a crazy thing to me too. And so having him in it means literally the world to me. And the other day when I popped by so we could do a quick equipment test uh, after training, when I walked in the door, he was the only one still there. Yeah. It said a lot to me when I walked out. I'm like, yep, this guy wants it. Um, and then I'm going to blow through these next ones pretty fast here. And it's because, and this is like a credit to them. Larry Woods. Speaking of crazy, <laughs> that's not a gimmick, boys and girls. <laughs> Larry Woods, Eli Surge, T.Y. Jackson. I like T.Y. a lot. Riley Rose. Riley, I just met, but there's definitely promise there too, right? Oh, definitely, like 100%. And like I'll kind of get into it in, in a second on her, but the big reason I'm like tossing all these four in here in one shot is because one way or another they all came to me after this after like the announcement and wanted to be a part of it which literally blew my mind because i didn't think anybody would be coming and being like oh i want to be a part of this like how do i get involved in this oh so see i i people... think the opposite i i knew that there'd be people lining up to want to help and be a part of this which I think it's like cool and makes me happy that like other people would have thought that, but like I just don't ever think that's going to be the reaction to things. So the fact that they came and like asked to be a part of it literally almost weirdly brought like a little tear to my eye because you know the way I am. I'm a sentimental dude. Absolutely. It really meant, it really meant a lot to me. And it's just like, of course you guys can be involved. Like, if you're coming to me and you guys want to do this for a good cause and everything with the rest of us, I want you there. And then like Riley in particular, when you asked about her future, I had like a pretty good hand in training her and everything. And I've seen her start from the very beginning and she's, she's got so, so, so much potential, but she's just really young right now. And I think in the same I think if she keeps going along the path that I did, the sky is literally the limit for mm-hmm. her. She just has to keep... And, like, I feel weird saying the path that I did, but I mean, like, the path of, like, you just don't stop. You don't let the bad stuff get to you. You don't let anything go down. You keep pushing. You keep working your ass off. You keep doing what you want to do. And that doesn't mean don't take advice and everything, but you keep working as hard as you can the way you want to do and do your stuff and don't get hurt and be careful and everything, but still like never compromise your vision and dreams. Like I think the sky is the limit for her, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think, I think we covered the whole list. I think that's all 13. So that's that's a pretty impressive list. There's a lot of talent there, uh, and it's it's like thirty thirty minute intervals or hour intervals, depending on the person. Uh, so the way it's actually going to work is there's no specific set time for the matches. It's 
30 minute time limit, but it's like regular, like the match can win or lose at any time. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like four matches, win or lose, I stay in the ring. So, like, I'll just reveal this right now. The first two opponents are going to be Stephen Crow and Taryn from Accounting. The Excellent. rest of the list, everybody has to wait for. But they're going to be the first two. And say I lose to Steven, I still stay in the ring. Taryn comes out. Say mm-hmm. I beat Taryn, I still stay in the ring. The next person comes out. And that could happen. And I could go through those two matches in only 10 minutes if each of them is only five minutes. Or I could end up in there for an hour straight if yeah. each of them go the full limit. Um, every fourth match is when I'm going to get my little intermission which is set for five minutes, but it's going to be anywhere between like two to five minutes. It's literally just long enough for me to go take pee. And grab some, grab some water. And energy drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, now we are keeping track of wins and losses, which I find interesting because I mentioned this to somebody else when we were talking about this. Uh, you know, once the boots and the gear go on, you're a competitive guy and you're going to want to definitely have more wins than losses. I don't care what anybody says. So when it comes right down to it, we are pro wrestling and wins and losses are what matters in pro wrestling. So the reason we're keeping track of the wins and losses is because if I have more wins by the end of the match, I win the gauntlet. If I have more losses by the end of the match, I lose the gauntlet. Everybody's still a winner as long as we raise the money for the salary, but Mm -hmm. you're right. Like I want to win. Like at the very the very end of it all, no matter how many matches end up happening, say we end up having 40 matches, even if I've lost nine, 19 of them, I better have won 21 of them. You were just doing the math in your head there for a second, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I was, was too. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, so we've to 51% is 20. Ah, excellent. Now, I wanted to talk to you about your 20 years in wrestling, but honestly, if we do that, we'll be here all fucking night, so I'm just not going to do it. Uh, yeah, um, that might, so That might be a part four. Five, yeah, I, and I would love to do that with you. Uh, one really, really quick thing. You mentioned this earlier. Was there is there anybody who, who, who wanted to be involved that maybe, like you said, isn't in wrestling anymore? Anybody who reached out that wanted to be involved that couldn't make it or what have you? Um, the big one, obviously, is BVD. Mm-hmm. Like Brandon Van Danielson, I wish he could have been a part of it. And he actually did text me and say that he wanted to be a part of it, but he's on his crazy cross country. Yeah, what is he right doing? Now. He's like, he's all over the place. It's I've been following along on Facebook. He's on the trip of a lifetime right now. Yeah, he's just like traveling with his girlfriend and like she works like she's a traveling artist. And so it's like just this awesome vacation that he gets to experience and I'm really happy for him and he looks really happy and yeah, I hope he when he comes back here he's like wanting to get back into it and he's ready to go again because I miss BVD and wrestling but if he's not either as long as he's happy like yeah he's my he's my he's like my real like forever my in wrestling brother like we've been through it all together from the very beginning so I just care about him more than anything else um and then, obviously, like, TJ, if there was some miracle in the world where he could actually be involved, and especially if he could actually be in the match, that would be the most amazing thing ever to me. But obviously, he can't be. But he, like, he did that Quizplex thing with me. He was instantly, literally, when that first call brought up, 
when Spencer first pitched it to him, he texted me and he, his exact words were anything for you and anything to help something like this for you. Right on. So, and then obviously like Natty too, like she jumped on that Quizplex thing and she did like a pretty big donation to the fundraiser. With I was looking at the donations today and I saw that. I thought it was really great. Yeah. And then, um, Grizz, he like, he's been like a real, I talked, I talked to Grizz like a lot. He was PWA, Michael Avery, for those of you that might remember that name instead. And he's one of my like very good friends. And he's talked to me a lot throughout like this whole process of figuring things out. And he's been one of the guys that like, if I have got any like anxiety about it, I vent to him a little bit, mm-hmm. but, um, it would have been cool for him to be involved, but like he's he's got his life right now and everything, and like he's not involved in wrestling anymore, and he supports in a lot of ways and everything. Just he couldn't be involved in it. Those are those are probably like the main ones. Did any uh, like quote unquote big names reach out or talk to you or, or or donate or whatever? I know after I I challenged some commentators, I know Kevin Gill made a little bit of a donation, which I thought was really cool. Any any quote unquote names uh, maybe that you've worked in the past contact you and just give you a kudos or give you an attaboy? Um, I haven't really had any like reach outs like that i've had a lot of very weird and like random retweets and things okay like i didn't think these like people were actually like paying attention to any of this stuff and i had to like go through the whole list of them and like find the exact ones but i there were a lot of like shocking ones where i was just like oh i didn't see this coming so yeah, like little things like that, but nothing like in particular where anybody like actually reached out yet. I, if that happens, like if anything, I think that would happen like probably during the match because mm-hmm. hopefully, if we're pumping it enough and everything, we're gonna have like a lot of people over the nine hours the stream is actually going actually like log on and watch it and pay attention to everything and listen to you do commentary for eight hours straight. Like a psychopath. It's funny because <laughs> because as soon as 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 uh, you mentioned that, I'm like, oh, I'm sitting in the whole thing, and I never I never thought twice about it. I've been a basket case this week. My my girlfriend's been sick, so she's actually been sleeping in one of the kids' rooms this week because. <laughs> and, and there's some people at work that are sick, and I've been like keeping six foot radiuses away from them. And I feel like I sound like such a douchebag, but I'm like, I need my voice on Saturday, so like. Uh, uh, and every time I worry about me, I, I slap myself and say, dude, you're going to sit and talk. This guy's going to work for eight hours. So just shut the fuck up and stop <laughs> worrying. But uh, I wouldn't miss it. And I, I'm excited to be there for the full eight. Um, so how can people watch and how can people get involved and donate? Um, so the easiest way to go about it is just go to clandestinewrestlingsociety.com slash infinity. Because I decided to just... Once I started doing all these things, I was like, I'm just going to make a website page on the training schools page that lists everything. So if you go to that page at the very, very top, the first link that there is in big pink writing is a link to the salary page to Mm -hmm. donate. That's the most important link of this entire thing. As far as I'm concerned, I put it in every single tweet and post I do. So if you go to that page, please click that link. And if you can, donate to the salary we're so 
it's ridiculous to me that this is happening, but we are so close to like actually hitting ten thousand dollars. What's now. it? Seventy eight hundred, I think it was at. Seventy eight twenty five. And what was your goal when you announced it? Two grand, and you hit it in the first day, right? My goal when I first announced it was sixteen hundred. Oh yeah, and then you hit it the first yeah. day, right? <laughs> yeah, we hit it in. We hit it eight out within eight hours yeah. when I announced it. And again, that didn't surprise me at all. You're very respected uh, in this industry, my friend. Surprised the shit out of me. <laughs> I wasn't um, at all. I thought you lowballed it. I really did. And then on that same website, if you scroll down, I have like the whole list of rules for the match and then like credits to people that are involved, including like the promotions that are involved because like I have to shout out like Love Pro Wrestling, um, WrestleCore in BC and PWA because they are pretty well literally sponsoring this thing and the fact that like WrestleCore is helping make sure it gets filmed for a release. PWA is the ring. Mm-hmm. Love Pro Wrestling is like censored if you go look like love pro wrestling did a ridiculous donation to the fundraiser too and and a lot of promotion and i did see their donation yeah fantastic so like i have to mention them but um once you get past all the credits and the match rules there's another link at the very bottom and that's a link directly to the stream so if you click that link right now it'll go to the stream and you can set your notifications and everything yeah and it's your youtube channel which is god's gift mrb correct and there'll be a million and one Facebook posts and tweets and Instagrams that day. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, everybody tunes in. Uh, I'm worried about pressing that button to put the graphic on the screen that you showed me about the other day. But again, small price to pay. Um, is there anything else you want to add or, or talk about before we uh, we put the button on this thing? Um, honestly, the only thing that like I could possibly add to this at all is just literally reminding everybody that the thing's like centered around me and it's the whole 20th anniversary and I'm going to be in the one in the ring this whole time, but it is literally not a me thing. It is a we thing. And I know that just, it sounds way too like positive, goofy, but it's literally how I feel. And it's not just like wrestlers and this stuff either. It's the whole wrestling community, fans and everything like the fact that things almost at ten thousand dollars is insane to me, and it does not happen without all of us. So, just thank you guys, and I really hope you guys tune in and watch, and we keep pushing all of this. And yeah, now I'm I'm warning you right now with peace and love that at some point on Saturday I'm going to hug you, and oh, I don't I don't want to give you more things to worry about, but that's going to happen. I don't do hugs. Well, you're gonna. Uh, when's my five minutes penciled in? I don't know. Well, Maybe towards the end when you're real tired. <laughs> Boy, spoiler alert, brother. Spoiler alert. Uh, I'm just being stupid. All right. Uh, we're going to go. Thank you so much for doing this. I know that you've done uh, a ton of media and, and I, and you know, I, I like that you take some time to hang out with me and we kind of, we chat as friends and not as media, which I think is really cool. Uh, we're going to go out to your last or your second pick. I don't know how to pronounce this artist. Is it Cassiette? I think it's Cassia that I just recently found them. Uh, the track is called Boom. I checked it out when I was pulling it, and you should blast this in your headphones at 11.59 right before you go out there because this is a good kind of fire-up track. Tell me about this and why you picked it. So, funny thing, what you just said is literally the reason why I picked it because usually everything has, like, 
like I said, usually everything I try to pick has like some sort of weird meaning behind it to me, just because that's the way I am. Like that song earlier obviously had a very heavy emotional meaning to it. But this one, I don't know why. I found it about a week ago and I've listened to it almost on repeat since. And it's just been the thing that's been getting me through everything. And like, if I start having any thoughts or like anxiety of anything, I just play this song on repeat and I'm able to like shut everything off. It's the song that I'm using for all the videos. If you notice now for Mm -hmm. the LPW by CWS number three this month, literally again, because I've just been listening to it so much and it probably is going to be the song that I blast in my earphones right before my music plays. So it had to be one of the songs for this episode because it's a pretty important song for this whole situation right now for me. All right. So that's what we are going to go to. Thank you so much again. And uh, I'll see you on Saturday. Thank you, my friend. All right. Uh, I don't know what's going on for next week. I'm trying to get Lumberjack. I've been trying to get Lumberjack Larry for a while now, because like I said, I think he's legit nuts, which would make for a great podcast. So I'm going to work on that for next week. I promise nothing. No, this is Cassie Edge. This is Boom. And we'll talk to you guys all next week. Sometimes I sink into another skin. I go somewhere else, somewhere upside down, up the wrong way round. My inhibitions fall away. I hide the I think I'm on the edge. I think I'm gonna blow. I am dead of my watch me go. Eyes are wide, look at myself in the